DC Public Library podcast is made possible in part by the Institute of Museum and Library Services and is a production of the Labs at DC Public Library. Today, we would like to revisit one of our favorite radio episodes: a fascinating interview with the new Guatemalan filmmaker Juan Pablo Guzman. We met Pablo in a funny way, as you'll hear, and instantly struck up a relationship based on our mutual interest in documentary filmmaking and activism. I've been to Guatemala in the meantime. My wife and I wanted to see the ruins at Tikal, and I thought about this interview a lot. The events Pablo described happened many years ago, but the strength of his images and words really never left me. Let's take a listen now. You're listening to the D.C. Public Library on Full Service Radio from the Line Hotel in Washington, D.C. I'm your host today, Casey Danielson. Uh, this episode is part of our All Things Creative series, where we explore the arts in D.C. Uh, my co-host today is Olabumi Bukhari, who uh, is also a member of the Studio Lab and D.C. Public Library. Um, our guest today is Juan Pablo Guzman, a filmmaker from Guatemala. Uh, who I actually met through the D.C. Public Library Studio Lab. Um, we could talk briefly about that. Um, so my memory is that you came in and you had uh, a whole bunch of really interesting footage of um, the subject of your film, which is the Guatemalan genocide during the early 80s. You came in with a lot of raw footage, photos and sort of an interesting story that you didn't really know how to put together. Um, since then, we've talked a lot about how to sort of structure your film, how to put together all of the, the story, um, especially since the story is not over yet. Uh, there's still some stuff in courts. Um, so maybe you could start by telling us briefly what the film is about um, the project that you're working on now. I know that it's sort of a sprawling thing, but the one that you're really focused on now. Um, and thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. So this uh, documentary, it's about the how the people resist to the genocide and displaced operations in Guatemala during the 82, 83, 84, 85. So... Those years, it was uh, difficult to people in Guatemala to survive those military operations. Yeah, we're talking about in a specific place and in Department Quiche and municipality of Nevaj. And that specific community, this the documentary about, it's uh, the name is Salval. Okay. Salval is the, is the name of the community. So they live... Um, and those years, like uh, the genocide operations and the military go through the community mm -hmm. and they run away and they have to sleep uh, five days in the, in the mountains mm -hmm. or in the rivers, close to the rivers, outside of the houses and then go back when the military goes to, to, to go to other places. So those uh, um, experience uh, create a, a community resistance 
and in terms of how they grow food, how they sleep outside of the houses, and how to maintain those uh, resistant activities mm -hmm. and, and, and in poor conditions. And some people died uh, by uh, starving, mm -hmm. starving. Some people died by uh, a simple uh, cold. Yeah, exposure. Yeah, and and some some people run uh, like a uh, hundred uh, kilometers away from the, that point. Because they so is that when they were bombing, or is that that when they were displacing people? Yeah, uh, they do very very many many things uh, to displace people. Uh, they begin to kidnapping uh, leaders of the community and then uh, they introduce uh, the patrols mm. through the communities and they bombing mm. in front of the patrol to displace the people and push push away to 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 their communities and the the objective of uh, this displacement is the measure land Mm -hmm. to create a aldeas modelo it's uh, the name for a model villages mm. to to reconstruct the area in the in the thought of the of the military mm. not in the way of the of the mayan culture ishil mm -hmm. yeah so when we talk about the concentration camps um, yep. and then the people the model cities being sort of McDonald's versions of what the original, I mean, I, I, I read yeah. a bit about how they were trying to recreate um, the original culture or whatever one, after they had already yeah. sort of ripped it apart. Yeah, the uh, communities have a, the Mayan culture, yeah. very hard and strong in the, how they organize, how they live, how they grow the children, and the army go there and change their mind, change uh, to the military. They introduce Spanish, mm. they introduce uh, Christian, Christianism, yeah. Christianity, Christianity yeah. and they introduce uh, to obey the army really hard. You know, when, when you came in and we were talking about this, I couldn't help but sort of think back to the Ken Burns, uh, The West, the series, which is basically about how the Americans did the exact same thing here to the native, um, to the native folks. And they said, uh, you know, they come, these people are living on the land and they say, well, you know, legally you don't really own that land. Yeah. So maybe if we just sort of said we owned it and let you live on it for a while and then slowly we pull, you know, individual liberties away until they say, oh, uh, yeah, you guys aren't welcome here anymore. And wasn't that, so there was, there was a word, um, so I know the government used the term evictions, and that that, at the time, that was legal to do evictions, but um, you mentioned there was also some psychological tactics used on the people to sort of disconnect them, um, to make it easier to dominate them. Do, do you know specific, any specifics of how yeah. they did that psychological stuff? Yeah, they introduce uh, programs like um, uh, Fusiles y Frijoles. It's an ideological uh, term 
it's the, the name the fusils and beans. Mm -hmm. They you you surrender mm -hmm. and they provide food. Oh. So oh, this yeah. is a fusiles y frijoles mm -hmm. plan. Mm -hmm. So they uh, control the population mm -hmm. and reduce in in number of people like murder and the space of the you they use the word reduce reduce yeah. Yeah, yeah they reduce the communities to a specific uh, piece of land mm. right so this is this is the no the one of those uh, um, um, angry mm -hmm. angry parts of the story yeah because the people um, it was uh, displaced and they the government steal the land from them mm. yeah and they reduce it and they control very hard what what they grow and and when where where they could move i'm, I'm just curious place. why this particular area what, what was so special about this area this is the question uh, everybody knows the ones wants to know mm -hmm. because uh, this is a uh, the shield uh, people it was a very strong indigenous community mm -hmm. and they don't permit the government introduce their ideas mm. and during those years uh, they they have um, an idea to introduce the evangelic uh, christianism mm -hmm. christianity christianity yeah, to reorder Right. Those, those. So this is the main thing. Reorder. Though. So you, you yeah. they were taking away the indigenous beliefs. Yes. And yes. introducing something foreign. Right. Replacing yes. them with yeah. what they, um, you know that yeah. So yeah, one of those uh, um, sayings the military have uh, during this uh, when they uh, start to to the model villages, mm -hmm. concentrated camps. Yeah. Uh, they said, you don't know uh, what the government do for you. You have to say thank you because the, the government provides you the food, the electricity, and you don't have to believe in the Mayan culture. If you believe in the Mayan culture, we're going to kill you. You, ha you have to be a, a Christianity right now. So do you think that uh, we do have a clip of uh, we have a few clips we want to play um, talking about this do you think any which one do you think we could start on yeah the Jemery Simmons is a journalist okay who visit those uh, areas yeah during the 1982 okay. so that that's the most reference uh, to the external journalist the Washington Post journalist to to tell us how was how was how was how was busy that that land. Okay, so let's take a listen to the Jean Marie Simon uh, interview, and then we can talk about it. Um, I was working on a film called Titular de Hoy Guatemala with a, a Finnish film crew and, and a journalist Alan Nairn, and we had gone to Nebach, and at that time the now president of Guatemala, Otto Perez Molina, was the base commander in Nebach, and so if you can imagine this scenario, it's what four five months after Rios Montt took office. And uh, and Nebach was what they call la cocina de la guerra, the you know, sort of uh, the 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 vortex of the war, and uh, it was a it was completely occupied by the army, as were dozens of other communities. The army was in the main plaza; they were in the bell tower. They had taken over the convent and the local rectory. The nuns and priests had fled for a year or two, 
and they were just ubiquitous. And so you have this occupied town with uniformed soldiers everywhere with machine gun nests pointed at the plaza. And there it is. It's, um, it was Independence Day. And we were in Nebach. And we had just filmed these four dead alleged guerrillas inside the army uh, garrison. Uh, Paris Molina had actually showed them to us. And now there's a parade the next day. And people are sort of strutting down these muddy streets in these majorette uniforms and these local um, um, organizations are, are marching. And it all ends up, um, it all sort of uh, ends up in a soccer stadium in Nebach. And this man comes up to this short Indian man who was a school teacher there with his students. And he asked us, he said, are you with the State Department? Are you CIA? Are you Peace Corps workers? And we said, no, no, no. And we said, we're journalists. And he finally kind of believed us. And he said, I want to tell you a story, but I can't do it here. Because this, this soccer stadium was just filled with, with uniformed soldiers, with plainclothes, judiciales, and with Perez Molina. And so we agreed to meet him on the outskirts of Nebach um, a few hours later. And we filmed him with his back to us. And he told us a story that he had personally witnessed of a massacre that took place um, in early April, just two or three weeks after the Rios coup. And what happened was he was teaching in a town, Akul, which is near Nebach, it's within walking distance, and the army came in. And they rounded up all the men, about four dozen men, and they arbitrarily assigned them to La Gloria or El Infierno, heaven or hell, completely arbitrarily. Half of them went to heaven, the other half went to hell. The army then shot the, the half who went to El Infierno, and they ordered the ones who were saved to La Gloria to bury the others. And this man was one of those who had been saved, and he had to bury his fellow townsmen. So they buried them, and the parting words of the army was, this is the new law of Rios Mont. That's amazing. Mm. It's hard, that mm. story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so the people who are there now, do they have a memory of this? Yes, the, yes, of course. Yeah, I mean, they, if, they survive. They survive, yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, what, what are they, have they moved on? Have they, I know that there's still court cases and there are, uh, there's some, there are some things that to be settled. You said in February, right? Yes. Hopef yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. What, 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 what is, what, what's coming up in February? Yeah, because they, your your film, um, it's not you're not going to focus on all this stuff because there's just so much. When we talked about it, I think we were saying, you know, okay, we now have four protagonists and four antagonists, and it's getting complicated. Um, so probably sectioning it off into smaller bits um, makes sense. And um, you know, something I remember when we were sitting in the studio. So we met at the studio lab. You came in to um to work on film and just kind of uh our uh one of our coworkers will was helping with adobe premiere and just kind of um and you and you picked it up very fast and have been working on it since um not so you had been filming a case in tabal right Salval. in 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 2011 um and there were meetings and mobilizations uh and you had tons and tons and tons of footage of that mm -hmm. um what were the meetings about yeah, the meanings, it's about how to the communities try to convince practically, uh, to convince the institution of the government to restore the land. Because they, these institutions, they have policies 
and they have a, a development projects involved. Uh, so the, they completely ignore the peace agreements mm -hmm. uh, to, who say they, they, they restore the land. So they, they with, with lawyers and the community's opinions and the major opinions, they try to convince how is the way to restore the land with the most uh, quickly time. But the, those uh, institutions deny it was installed. Mm -hmm. They deny uh, to, to restore the land to the easy way. Mm -hmm. And they, 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 they pursue it to divide the community opinion because the community, it's uh, unified right now. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of work to since the peace to the present day, 1986 is the, it was the peace to the present day, to reconstruct the community again with all problems and polarized uh, division, uh, parties, churches and opinions. They, they have a lot of work to, re to unify, reunify the community and they have a strong opinion about how the land have to restore and the president uh, in 2012 it was Otto Perez Molina mm -hmm. and the case start during these days mm -hmm. and but everybody knows the this uh, ex-president in 2012 it was a um, military in the genocide operations in in Nevada precisely in Salval so they 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 understand how the past impact to the present the future right. yeah yeah and they they know uh, why is the 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 goal to to still stall the land they they are afraid to hydroelectric projects mining projects and water projects yeah they they understand uh, uh, how this those projects it's it's good uh, development in in their land so, so they don't want to restore the land because they have a, uh, the government have projects yeah there's money background yeah. there's money tied up in it so yeah. is there any fear amongst the the people like when you went to the meetings and so forth is there anybody that's afraid is anybody no you know? no they are, they preserve the pe the peace because they are so angry they are so sad with the past and they want to be happy mm -hmm. and peaceful. Okay. So they preserve that, that energy and that vibe and those reunions. And some reunions are tensions mm -hmm. because the, 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 the ideological thoughts, mm -hmm. it's a, a, a present mm -hmm. today, but um, they, they want to preserve the past mostly. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So the villain or one of the villains seems to be Otto Perez, Perez, Ma, Otto Perez Molina, Molina mm -hmm. um, who took part in, supervised uh, a lot of the, the worst parts of this. Um, we have a clip. Um, it's a, a clip of an inter interview on Democracy Now! It's exclusive. Alain uh, uh, Nairn. Alain Nairn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, maybe we could listen to that and then, and then talk about it. These sweeps were uh, 
intense. Uh, the soldiers said that often they would kill about a third of a town's population. Uh, another third they would capture and resettle in army camps, and uh, the rest would flee into the mountains. There in the mountains, uh, the military would uh, pursue them uh, using U.S. supplied uh, helicopters, U.S. and Israeli supplied planes. Uh, they would drop uh, U.S. 50 kilogram uh, bombs on them, and they would machine gun them from U.S. Uh, Huey and Bell uh, helicopters uh, using uh, U.S. supplied uh, heavy caliber machine guns. Let's turn to a clip of you interviewing a soldier in the Highlands. This is from a Finnish documentary, is that right? And when was this done? When were you talking to soldiers there? Uh, this was in uh, September of 1982, uh, in the uh, Ishil zone, um, in the area surrounding the town of Nebach. Let's go to a clip of this interview. This is how we are successful. And also, if we have already interrogated them, the only thing we can do is kill them. And how many did you kill? We killed a majority. There is nothing else to do than kill them. So you killed them at once? Yes, if they do not want to do the right things, there is nothing more to do than bomb the houses. Okay, so that's sort of hard to listen to, but it's um, there's a lot of dark parts of this story, um, including the genocide, including stealing land, including the reason behind it being natural resources and hydroelectric and all that kind of stuff. But um, overall, you as a your vision and as a, as a filmmaker, you're way of telling it is actually much more positive mm -hmm. and you focus a lot on sort of the hopeful future not necessarily focusing on you know the terrible things that have happened in the past and mostly just uh letting people get back to some sense of order um when you're dealing with all these different horrible moments and all these really sad and heart-wrenching stories how do you uh, how do you start piecing this together into a narrative? How, how, how are you going to... Uh, I know we're, it's not finished and we're still in production, but um, how, are, how are you thinking about putting this story together cinematically? Yeah, well, um, one of those, my interests in, in about the, how the people resist. They resist uh, during the displaced operation and they resist right now because the government doesn't want to get back the land. Mm -hmm. So they have a judicial case, and they, they, they have a lot of meanings, and they have a lot of uh, activities uh, to, to convince those institutions. So I have a lot of uh, information, photos, how, how, the, how the government stole the land. But the most difficult part it's how to reconstruct how the people resist. Mm -hmm. So this is one of those my idea uh, to understand how the people resist and persist mm -hmm. the, even the the violence, even the poverty, mm -hmm. and even the 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 government 
uh, try to attack them again. So this is the it's resistance and overcoming. Yes, yes, yeah. And the spirit of the people. Yeah, yeah, the spirit because they they have they have a strong uh, soul. Mm-hmm. Every 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 uh, shield uh, have a strong uh, uh, positions. Mm-hmm. They they don't want to get back. They just uh, move move. Yeah, because they they're they're basically defenseless in a way. They don't have the weaponry. Yeah. So all they have is their spirit. Yeah. And they and they're using that to. Yeah. Wow. They, they have the spirit when they survive, and they have yeah. the spirit when they get back after the peace, and they have that spirit right now. They they fighting for a, a in the judicial case. Yeah. So, so that yeah, so that I mean, f- from an outsider's point of view, I don't know. If Bumi, when you're looking at just the way that the story happened, sort of trying to figure out what's the hook as far as, you know, filmmaking and the idea of focusing on resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's the idea. Yeah, because it's because it's positive. It, in, it includes sort of a acknowledgement of the past and mm-hmm. that and then sort of puts it behind. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I trying, mean, but... Th- in yeah. a way, the, the struggle is still continuing, right? So yeah. it's 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 not necessarily behind; it's continuing. So you're still it's like an ongoing thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those uh, sayings that people have is, "We don't came here in front of you to to ask to uh, forgive us. Mm-hmm. We ask for justice." Ouch. And yeah. this is this is they say in front of the of the people mm-hmm. who steal the land. Mm-hmm. So this is the one of those. Uh, yeah, we don't want your forgiveness. Obvious. We just want yeah, yeah, we yeah. want what's ours. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the strongest of the people is Ishil culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is what the government wants destroyed during the the genocide. Mm-hmm. The, that spirit, that mm-hmm. uh, energy mm-hmm. of the Ishil. and it didn't work. Didn't work. Yeah, yeah. they survived. They <laughs> still yeah. live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean that that kind of ties into a lot of resistance struggles around the world. Like mm. the people are like, I don't want your your form of. I don't want your culture. I want to keep mine. Yeah, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and 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 that's like the the story of any like you go anywhere. You can tie that into to resistance in 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 Africa, for mm. instance, in in different countries in Africa, like. Mm. They want to take the culture and replace it with something else. And the people are like, no, we want to keep our culture. You can have yours. And it's, it's like the people that are in charge are the ones who say, look, we'll give you this if you, if you take that. And the people are like, no, we want, we want to keep ours. Mm-hmm. So, so Are you thinking of anything in particular? I know that you, you've worked a so little bit. So many things are going through my mind right now. Well, but, uh, Open that uh, mouth. Let's hear it. No, no, no. Let's focus on... Well, well but, it, but it's interesting, the idea that it's a universal story. Mm-hmm. That's why it's interesting. So you do have some, some background in some documentary work in, in your Africa project, right? No, no? not really. The, mm-hmm. That you want to well, share? Well, not that I want to share. And, and this, the, the subject of, of that particular documentary is not really related to this and you know it's not in the same vein as is what he's working on yeah. but as far as trying to construct 
I mean, try, tr- trying to construct a narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, if resistance is the narrative, you know, where else do we see that? I mean, well, yeah. uh, when when I try to think in, in that way, mm-hmm. it's a uh, what what they eat during they hiding. Or what they ate? That what they ate. Mm. Yeah, uh, I try to 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 put it in in their shoes mm-hmm. and say why they run that way, why they uh, persist in the same area during two years, long years. That's crazy. Yeah, and how to they saw the army in the one part of the river and they had in in another point. And how they hiding in a small piece of land. We don't talking about miles. Mm-hmm. We're talking about uh, one kilometer square to 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 they survive for two so, years. Yeah, that resistance, and they they grow food, and they grow children mm-hmm. in that situation. In that, and some under people, those restrictions, man, that is yeah, that is yeah. Some people run away, mm-hmm. and some people surrender. And that's resistance. Yeah. That, that's, that's you know I, something did come to mind. Um, are, have you heard of uh, a woman by the name of Wangari Mathai? Mm-hmm. And so you've heard about her resistance in in Kenya. It was something similar where the government was grabbing these you know public lands, mm-hmm. and this woman she said, "Wait a minute, you know you're destroying the forest, you're destroying the rivers." And she went up against the army, like literally, like it over time it grew, like the people started standing behind her. But initially she was alone. I mean, and she would get beat down, like literally knocked upside her head. And it was her. It was other women in the country. Eventually, um, the folks got behind her and, you know, she started planting trees, you know, to kind of replace the land that had been destroyed um, earlier. And gosh, so, I mean, you know, she's since, you know, passed away, um, but she fought until the end to say, hey, you can't touch the land. You know, if you destroy the land, if you destroy, if you if you cut down trees, if you knock down the forest, that's like the 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 lungs of the world. Like, uh, you know, you destroy the trees, you destroy the land, you essentially destroy the people. That's a type of genocide. Yeah. yeah, they Indirectly. they have a, a a one knowledge about this uh, mm-hmm. this uh, thought mm-hmm. because they hide in inside of the forest mm. and when the the forest was protection the forest was protecting mm-hmm. yeah and they say well the forest is our house mm-hmm. the forest is our hospital mm-hmm. the the forest is our school mm-hmm. so we want to preserve that forest. Mm-hmm. Because they say, if those armies came again, mm-hmm. we we have the forest to hide again. Mm-hmm. So that's the thought of mm-hmm. the resistance. They have an alternative way to do mm-hmm. things. And the government could say, uh, destroy that forest. Mm-hmm. But the committee say, no. Yeah, but and that what is, happens if that does happen? Though, yeah, and know? that is, is, is small thoughts mm-hmm. and the specific thoughts. The government doesn't understand when they do a highway, when they do a road, when they do the building, when they do uh, the the development uh, things. Uh, some of those uh, projects mm-hmm. who is involved 
chaos division because they have a different thoughts of, of, of how they do the things. So essentially what we're talking about is greed. Yeah. You know, the interest of one and not thinking about all. Yeah, yeah. And it's a very small thought that people have memory. And it's about the memory. They have memory uh, in their languages, mm-hmm. language. And they have a memory in their skin mm-hmm. and their bones mm-hmm. because they resist the cold uh, weather mm-hmm. uh, even when they hide them. Mm-hmm. So they have a lot of uh, uh, physical the, memory. The, the physical spirit memory. of the, the yeah. ancestors. The, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and physical memory, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they transmit it to, to the kids, oh, how, yeah. they, how they grow mm-hmm. the kids. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's interesting... Um, how small so I mean if we if we look at this on a map we're talking about a very small area yep. and it's a very specific story um, it's a universal story because it happens mm-hmm. all over the place has happened will continue to happen but your story um, one reason why it'll work as a movie is because it's a small enough story it's specific to this uh, one little area mm-hmm. something that I remember being sort of a a little bit of a complication was that uh, if you're thinking about your audience, for the most part, you're making the film for the people of that ethnic group mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. so that they have some uh, they feel that they have some representation or they yeah. want it they want it to represent them accurately. Mm-hmm. Um, but culturally, they're so different yeah. from maybe what a what a a normal mainstream audience would be um so i know that you were thinking about doing a different version for them mm-hmm. and then a different version for a wider audience yeah. part of the reason being that they don't speak spanish they don't speak spanish they no. only speak their language yeah um some of them yeah and and i and there was there was also i think something funny we were we were thinking about how to start the movie mm-hmm. And we were in the studio, and so Will was looking up versions of the national anthem, mm-hmm. and the national anthem was playing, and you and, and I was trying to show you like the Ken Burns effect of switching from you know photo to photo and kind of panning around, mm-hmm. and as we were flipping through those pictures, it sort of synced up, mm-hmm. and you and you were like, "Whoa, this you know what?" Because in the lyrics of the national anthem, it's just something about the the executioner. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the executioner came on, uh, mm-hmm. his face came up. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it seemed to make so much sense. That's how we could start the movie, yeah. is the national anthem flashing through these pictures of these, you know, mm-hmm. villains. Mm-hmm. But then you said, the people who this is about would not understand that sarcasm. No. Because they don't do sarcasm. Yeah. And I could not believe that. that be- they have sarcasm in a different way. Because... Mm-hmm. Uh, the national anthem is very significant uh, for because we are Guatemalan, mm-hmm. and the national anthem uh, has uh, important things and uh, public uh, activities and culture uh, of the country, mm-hmm. and they have very uh, uh, respect for the national anthem. But the national anthem says. Uh, um, that's that's one of those things the government introduced to respect the national anthem, and they don't know 
uh, during the 80s, what is the national anthem mm -hmm. those years? Because they live isolated, mm -hmm. they live lonely, a part of the, of the nationality idea. Mm -hmm. So when the government came and introduced the national anthem, mm -hmm. they have to sing every day, every morning, mm -hmm. a five-minute song. So they've, they've been in <laughs> indoctrinated. Yeah, yeah. In but they yeah. don't understand yeah. what they're singing. No, because uh, so what? It's, what it's are the lyrics that we're talking about? Because there was a, there were a few lines in there that were that stuck out. Yeah, the one of those is the 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 executioner don't split your face. <laughs> is and there? This is, is, is this it is, a threat within the national anthem? Like yeah, the, the national anthem says que el verdugo no escupa tu faz, and faz is face mm -hmm. because it's it's uh, Latin, mm -hmm. but the Face in Spanish is cara, mm -hmm. and 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 in Chile is holom. Mm -hmm. So oh, uh, so the the national anthem they don't understand don't understand uh, every word, mm -hmm. but the the first part describe the 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 somebody else don't invade invade mm -hmm. your land, mm -hmm. yeah. And, that's, and, and that's they're singing that as their land is being invaded. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's so during, painful. During the, during the, the yeah, yeah. That's crazy, man. Um, well, I, I know, so you're very centered around the resistance. Um, do you intend on linking this story to any of the current events going on in Guatemala? Yeah, yeah. I try to, to link it with the president. Mm -hmm. who was the military in those years. It was the president in 2012. I tried to to uh, attach with the peace agreements. And, uh, yeah, that kind of things. Uh, I tried to connect. And then the upcoming, the, the rulings in February, do you have any sense for how that's going to go? Well, we hope it's a good decision for the communities. We hope, but the, it's more land, more cases. It's a, in the same situation, so they don't want to have a, a strong decision for one to affect the others. Right. Yeah. You don't want it just to be. Yeah, because it's like yeah. more than 15 cases in the same situation. Yeah. Yeah. So. We hope it's it's a good decision. Yeah. So so l let me just ask, like, uh, what does the land mean to the people? Well, the land it's everything. They have a very connection with the mm -hmm. land because they don't buy mm -hmm. the food; mm -hmm. they grow food. <laughs> so and, and what does it that, mean that to the culture as well? Well, they they look uh, a land like a person. They look the the mountains like a, a per, like a like a like person, a, a like family a, member or something. La, like a a father who protect, yeah. And they put a name to each a uh, mountain mm -hmm. around the area. Mm -hmm. uh, they communicate with the with even a stone mm -hmm. have a part on the community. Mm -hmm. So they don't talk the stone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they they talk about the stone like part of the community. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the connection because even the wind have a role. Mm -hmm. When you grow food, mm -hmm. 
and you grow, uh, you, you build a house, uh, you ask for the wind, doesn't blow your, your plantations, doesn't blow your house mm -hmm. because it's a strong wind. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you, you have a very connection with land and the environment. And that's the cute Mayan culture. Yeah, they have a very strong connection each other. Yeah. So, do you have a t timeline? Do you know where you're at in production? I know you have more well uh, information than you need right now. Yeah. So you're I have a three hours now, yeah. and I have to reduce 45 minutes. So oh, boy. <laughs> I have many footage. <laughs> That's a lot to get rid of it. And uh, luckily, this is the kind of thing now that with laptops and technology and stuff like that you could work on this on the plane or you could work on it uh on you know while you're traveling or something like that yeah yeah which is great yeah um, now talk about the yeah. the whole creative process because did you go to film school or no 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 so you were just passionate about this and you wanted to tell the story yeah i work in that area mm -hmm. like five years okay uh, ago And that particular case, uh, it's uh, strong. Just I have just many footage and different cameras, mm -hmm. even the cellular. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I just uh, film and film and film with him, mm -hmm. and I don't have idea to what it, what was the end, mm -hmm. what is the beginning. Mm -hmm. You had a I feeling just, that you should be shooting this, yeah, but you didn't know how. Yeah, just shooting and shooting and and yeah, they, it's there, there. Uh, images it's not mine I don't I don't believe it's it's my images like a, a documentary is their images mm -hmm. so I have to ask for permit mm -hmm. to use it mm -hmm. to editing because mm -hmm. I respect uh, that community mm -hmm. and what they say and those uh, images it's uh, belong to the community mm -hmm. it's not belong to me mm -hmm. I just put it together <laughs> yeah And so it, so I'm curious, like, do you feel like you were called to tell this story? Yeah, 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 it's difficult. It's difficult because the, it's the memory of the people. I don't, mm -hmm. I born in 84 mm -hmm. when that land, it was stole. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's hard to me to, to decide what they want mm -hmm. to, to put in, in the video. Yeah, yeah. It's hard, yeah. But it's it's necessary to to think in how they want, what they want, mm -hmm. yeah. So because so I I editing this video mm -hmm. for 14 communities. Mm -hmm. It's my 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 goal, my public. Wait a second. For how many? 14 communities. That's it. Okay. Yeah. S the video is going to be. For 14 communities. For 14 communities, okay. yeah. And I have to reproduce like 5,000 copies. <laughs> well, yeah, don't worry about that yet. Um, I mean, I, I think it's an amazing story. Yeah, yeah. It's their story, yeah. And, yeah, and I, I feel in, in some sense that you said you were born in 84. Mm -hmm. And perhaps, you know, your ancestors called you to do this yeah to yeah. tell this story yeah yeah it's not it's not casually but it's it's intentional to mm -hmm. <laughs> to yeah to create that story yeah mm -hmm. yeah all right well we should wrap up um 
thank you for coming thank you thank um, you for uh, opening the space yeah, yeah man mm-hmm. um we have a little music on the outro um and uh i hope to get some more updates and maybe we can do another conversation uh in a couple months and see where things are okay um, okay but i hope that finish <laughs> yeah. yeah i look forward to yeah, seeing it just little by little you'll yeah. fit, you, it'll be done but uh you got to do it right maybe yeah. we can show it at the library yeah yeah maybe um Thank you. and you know we will see you back at the studio lab again yes. um you know we still do our studio lab appointments on mondays and thursdays one to five so um people can pop in and use the same stuff that you are and um yeah we'll talk to you again soon thank you thank you thank, thank you, you. Yeah, all the help good luck yeah. <laughs> this music is awesome Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts, covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening. You just tuned into DC Public Library Podcast. Listen and subscribe at dcplpodcast.simplecast.com or wherever podcasts are available. Send us your comments at DCPL on Twitter or follow us at DC Public Library on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you for listening.